A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changes podcast episode where today I am joined by, with, by, with, by, does it really matter? Um, a lady from Derbyshire, which is kind of the next county down from uh, where I was born and raised in Nottinghamshire, a lady by the name of Sam Hales. Sam, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. And don't let that very pleasant tone of um, from Sam for you listeners because Sam's going to be talking to us about a very very poignant topic and one that she was involved in uh, personally and that's going to be encapsulated within the working title of my cancer was a blessing in disguise very powerful title Sam where do we start with this um well it starts about four years ago I think when I was living in Spain um, and had a business over there with uh, my ex-partner and we were building a business basically and we'd got a couple of a couple of years into having a, a school for teaching English to uh, Spanish students from the ages of three up to about 63 um, and then um, I started becoming quite ill um, and tired just so so tired um, for unknown reasons um, and I was in and out of the doctors trying to find nobody could find um, what was wrong with me they were giving me pills and telling me to rest and saying I was working too hard and this that and the other um, and then um, I passed out one day which is very unlike me um so and then I I just I felt like I couldn't breathe uh I had really shortness of breath like literally somebody had taken my lungs and was squeezing them you know um and then went to the hospital and they gave me an x-ray and it turns out that I had a a 10 centimeter tumor on my on my lungs not like it was sitting on top of my lungs um or the bottom of my lungs I don't remember. I think it was in the bottom of my lungs, but anyway, the, the lungs were restricted because of this tumor. Um, and that's when they told me I had um, a B cell n- primary, primary medicine or B cell non Hodgkin's lymphoma. So mm. that's when it all began. So 10 centimeters, what that's about four inches. That's a, that's a big size, isn't it? Mm. For, for a tumor. Yeah, it was literally like 10 by 10 as well. It was a big, wow, a big mass right in the center of the chest from the sternum, which is very typical of this type of lymphoma, which is actually quite common. And the, and the surgeons did tell me as well that I, I met the demographic for this type of cancer, which I thought was a bit of a strange thing to say. So it was um, obviously a, a, a lady between the ages of 29 and 35 I was 32 at the time 35 no I wasn't I was 35 34 35 at the time um yeah and they they said within this bracket 
there seems to be um, a, quite a common thing, quite a common cancer. So it's quite strange. One of the things, Sam, for the benefit of our listeners, I mean, you know, words of energy, words of power. And, you know, we say certain words and automatically they conjure up something within us as humans, a reaction. And I know from, you know, from a personal experience, because my, my late mother died of cancer, lung cancer, um, at the age of 64. And I know that that word cancer, generally, when we hear it, it strikes fear into us. It's got a certain energy. What was your reaction as a young, vibrant woman you know, some might say, even not in a prime yet, to be told, oh, by the way, Sam, you've got cancer. Mm, um, complete mixture of emotions, if I'm honest. I think there was certainly an element of disbelief um, because you never think it's going to happen to you. You know, I had a young son. My son was uh, almost two at the time. Um and we were building our lives there we were living such a good life and I you know I just thought oh my god this cannot happen right now this is the worst time that it could happen you know um but I took it on the chin and I accepted what it was um but the thing is as well is because there was such a mixture of emotions I mean they didn't tell me at first they said they said to me oh you have lymphoma and I was completely I didn't even know what lymphoma was they didn't actually give me the full diagnosis to start with I think because they had to do a lot more tests but um I was like oh okay that's fine just you know make me better and I'll be on my way you know um and then they were like no like very very serious they're like no you have cancer you have to stay in hospital for another week you know, while we go through all your tests, we have to do your brain scan to make sure that it hasn't traveled to your brain. We have to make sure that, um, you know, this, that, and all these other different tests, you can't eat for 24 hours because you've got to have these other tests and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was like, oh, right. Okay. So can I die from this? And they were like, well, not really. I mean, it does depend on the stage, but people don't generally die from lymphoma. So I was like, right. <laughs> well, that's okay then. And they were like, we'll start your chemo straight away. And I was like, oh my God, chemo. Oh my God, I'm going to lose all my hair. Am I going to lose my hair? And they were like, yeah, probably. And then it all started kind of coming together and the emotions started coming up and thinking, oh, I'm going to have to face all this. Um, I was very much kind of by myself at that point. I didn't really have a lot of support around me at the time either. So, um, so I was thinking, right, goodness me, I'm going to have to go through all of this I better start preparing really like emotionally um physically I had to change my diet um I had to change my whole entire lifestyle and my whole attitude on how I was going to approach this um at the time of diagnosis I was actually really lucky to have um have a gentleman just in in the room next door his his mum was in she was quite sick um, and he was so so lovely he was literally there listening to everything he spoke really good English um, he was there listening to everything he was like are you okay and I was like I don't really know if I'm okay to be honest it's a lot to process you know um, but I think if they weren't there and because we, we have we had to share a room I think if they weren't there then there's a good chance that I would have just sat there and cried 
a lot. But instead, I had to maintain this, everything's fine, kind of. That's just the way I've been brought up, though. I think it's quite a, a very much a British thing as well, mm, is mm. if we're faced with something where there's other people around, we have to keep, we have to maintain that stance of everything's fine. And then behind closed doors, we kind of let go ourselves, don't we? Um, so I think that for, with thanks to him, um, I managed to keep a positive uh, attitude within that moment, actually. So, but in mm. terms of that awful word, cancer, yeah, absolutely. The, you know, we've been brought up with the adverts on TV of duh, 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 cancer. And um, if you're terminally, if you have terminal cancer, then this is the support you can receive, which is great. But the style of the adverts, I think, has now set in our mind that if we ever hear that word, it means automatic death. You know, um, we're very, very, very lucky in this country to have the cancer support that we have, I think, because we have so much cancer as well, which is really dodgy. Um, but there is there are charities that will help anybody out financially there there's so much support here in this country um and a lot more people a lot less people are dying from cancer nowadays so even if we hear the word cancer or the big c or whatever yes it is very fearful but i think there's i don't think there's as much need to be as fearful of cancer as, as there once was now because there are many ways to there are many ways to kill it mm. I want to hold it there Sam there's a number of things that fell out of that um, listening to you there that I want to pick up and um, on, on another episode so hold those thoughts I'll hold those thoughts as the host I just want to invite you in at this stage for me to share your contact details how people because you, you know you've got a private business outside, don't you? Uh, health and safety, health and safety, uh, even at health and fitness. Where did health and safety pass? It is actually health and safety in a different kind of way, personal safety. Um, what's your contact details, Sam? Um, you can access my website, which is samhalesfitness.co.uk. Um, you can grab me on Instagram and Facebook, also, which is samhalesfitness. Superb. So, listeners, I'm going to, to pause it there because there's a lot more to unpack from, from this, uh, as I know from the uh, conversations I've had with Sam off air. So, but I'm going to finish this one off, sign this one off, as I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?